you guys all stand? I don't know if you noticed, but I am not Billy. Um, my name is Cameron. I'm one of the worship pastors here on staff. And Billy couldn't be here because his wife is feeling under the weather. And if you guys wouldn't mind, I would just like to pray with y'all because um, they have a little son that's immune compromised. And uh, they're not really worried about it. So I wouldn't be concerned, but I do want to pray with y'all if you would allow. Father, we just lift Billy and Laura up to you. We thank you for the blessing that Billy is to this church, for the blessing that Laura is to Billy, and for the blessing that their son, Wit, is going to be to the world. We just pray for healing in that family. We pray for strength. We want to see them strong and healthy, Father. We love you, and we know that you can do that. So we just lift them up in Jesus' name. Amen.
Yeah. 
God is good, yeah, he's good, oh, he's so, 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 so good. Father, we celebrate your goodness tonight. We acknowledge that you're our loving father, our good father. We thank you that in our midst, as the family of God, as a community of believers, uh, we have seen your goodness, and we give you testimony of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. August 13th right here at our church was a real monumental Friday. It was Friday the 13th back to school night and Pastor Tim ended up going into cardiac arrest and we thought we were almost going to lose him but God thankfully spared his life and we're going to ask him to come and share his testimony, God's story in his life because it's a huge answer to prayer and in Revelations 12 it tells us that they overcame the enemy uh, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they didn't love their life unto the, the death and it's, it's really important for us to pause and thank God uh, for what he's done in Tim's life so would you please give a warm welcome to Tim and he's going to come and share with us I'm not too loud because usually I talk really loud so I'm used to being around junior high and high schoolers so it helps keep things under control so <laughs> um, I just want to say a quick prayer and then uh, I will share as many of the details as possible um, because it was a it was a crazy evening and I want to share as much as uh, I can, but also we do have a video online and you can watch that full hour video and my daughters give more testimony and Sean and everybody else. So, uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this time that we would just come and worship you. I thank you personally, Lord, for this night. That I would just sing out your praises, Lord. That I would talk about your mighty work that only you could do. And that each person in the room, that as they hear me tell this story, it is your story, Lord. It's a story of your great work. And that I want you to receive all the glory, Lord, because there's no man that did anything besides what they were called to do, but you were the one that worked all things out for good. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So Eric asked me to share, and I was kind of nervous about sharing because it's in here. It's a big room. So uh, 
And uh, there were three things that, that I really took away from all the things that happened on August 13th. On August 13th was that back to school night and all the kids were here and I'm the type of person that I might have low energy throughout the whole day, but as soon as I see the kids come in, I turn into like a crazy person. I love the kids. They're awesome to be around and they really make me excited to be in youth ministry. Like I love them. And it was a night like no other night. Like I was busy trying to get everything organized and trying to do everything while I was still letting Sean and Cameron and other people do their part. But for my family, for me, and for quite a few other people, it was a night that shook their foundations. What they thought was just a regular junior high event turned into something a lot more serious. I have, I've had plenty of time to think about that night. And I thought about that night, and as I kept thinking about that night, different people and different situations kept coming into my mind. And three things, as I was thinking about all the situations, what was going on here at church, what had happened ahead of time, and also what I saw on Sunday, and as the days progressed, these three things really just sunk into my heart. And first of all, it was God's providence. God had a plan. God knew what he was doing. And then second of all, is that prayer is important. That a night like tonight, when we can concentrate on pr and pray and worship the God that saved a wreck like me, like, I am so thankful. And then the last thing was, is that now that I can stand and I can do some of the things I used to do, like, I'm willing to just say, hey, Lord, I'm willing to lift my hands up in praise because you have brought me to this place. You are the one that has brought me to a place of praise. God's providence I kept looking for a verse that was really just like, just hit me over the head, and God just kept bringing me back to the same place. And it was a verse that we read maybe a few months back. It was 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, and it is rejoice always. How do we see God's providence? God's providence is the reason we can rejoice. Because God has already worked out all the fine details. God's providence is, is God working through the small details in our life to make a big impact for the future. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always. And it says, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's a personal thing. Why are we rejoicing because of God's providence? Because God has a plan. Even when you don't and you don't know God's plan, God has a plan. When I talk about God's providence, it started, I know Eric gave you guys some of the specifics about Sean being here and not supposed to be here that night. Sean has done this to me twice, not CPR, but he's done it to me twice where he's asked me to do something and I, both times I was like, oh, I just don't feel right about it, but Holy Spirit, I'm, a, I'm just... I know you have a better plan, and I'm just going to allow this to happen. The first time was when I took a bunch of kids to Mexico, and Sean called me up at 9 o'clock at night the day before the trip and said, hey, do you have these forms filled out? I said, no. He said, can you fill them out tomorrow? And I says, well, i got to get a notary in there and 
you know, it was a lot of work, and I did it. Took the kids to Mexico, came back from Mexico, or went to Mexico, never pulled them out, came back. We started to come back, going through everything, and the last little bit when we go through customs, they asked me for the forms. And I gave, I looked, and I pulled them out. I'd never used them ever before. I pulled them out, got us through so we could come back. And I learned a lesson from that, that when another brother or sister wants to come alongside me, like I allow him to. Sean being there that night was, a, was not supposed to happen. Sean being there to be the one that when my heart stopped, I fell right into his arms. The other crazy thing is my daughter and Lauren Beach, Robert Beach's daughter, had been working together. And then, so when Robert got the call that I had went down, he, made, he had a quick connection straight to my daughter to give her the call and to say, hey, your dad went down, he's going to the hospital. And that connection was made six months ago. The Sean, Sean asking me to be part of this night was done about a month, month and a half before that. And me switching the night had happened two months before. God had a plan. Even though we didn't see it, God had a plan. And my daughter, Sam, she was the one that Robert called. She had a trip canceled twice for the same weekend. She was supposed to go to California and to go see a concert, and both trips got canceled. So when she received the call, she would be here. Like God's plan was good. You know, Sean, Sean did CPR on me for like 15, 20 minutes, and then the paramedics came in and did CPR. And they had to shock me seven times. The next morning I woke up, I had burns on my side and my chest where they had shocked me. But even when they left, they had told Sean, it's not good. His situation is not good. And this is right when prayer came into the picture. Eric and Tyler and Robert gathered all the kids together and they came in here and Eric had the tough job of breaking the news to the kids and after he told the kids they prayed some of them hung out here they were calling their parents and they were praying with each other and it was probably one of the hardest things for me to think about all these students that I've had and they, their hearts are just broken. Like it was tough on me. But I knew that God had put the right leaders in the room to pray with them. And Robert followed the, the ambulance to the ER and he waited for my brother and my, my brother and sister-in-law and my daughters to show up. And then Robert went in with them. He went into the ER and they were in the ER and my daughters were talking to me. They were saying, oh, we love you, dad. And, you know, like they were just, you know, they were just talking to me. And, and Robert, when it finally got a little quiet, Robert said, let's just pray. So as soon as Robert, they all laid hands on me and started to pray. And right after that, within a minute or two minutes, I started to move around because they had no response for me before that. After they, after they prayed for me, I started to move around, started to, like trying to get their attention. They were saying that I, I was strapped down to the gurney and I was doing this. And, they, and my daughters are like, we think he wants to write something. They go, can we give him a pen? And the nurse says, absolutely not. So then I started doing this. And they were like, three? They were like charading it, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out what I was saying. I was going, and, they, and then they were, I was like, like that. And I don't remember any of this. This is, I'm still not in my conscious mind, but I'm, and then I'm going, 
and they go W, and I was like, A, T, and I'm spelling out that I want water. And they're like, Dad, you can't have water. You have a ventilator down your throat. And then I tell them, I need to go to the restroom. I spell out toilet. And they're like, Dad, we think you have a catheter. You're going to be okay. Just relax. It'll be fine. So then uh, I'm trying to communicate with them. And the nurse is standing behind me, no doctors around, just a nurse. And she's typing away. And she's like, it's time to call the doctor. So she calls the doctor and says, he's communicating with his family. We don't know what's going on. So he comes down and they decide to pull the ventilator out after like 20 minutes of me lowering the ventilator pressure. So they finally get it lowered down to the point where they pull it out. And within a couple minutes after them pulling the ventilator out, I started talking. And I was right away, I was talking. Uh, I told the nurse, like, don't pay attention to them two girls over there. They were my daughters. I said, because they just want my money. <laughs> and then my daughters are like, we have your wallet and we know all your PIN numbers. Because I sent them that a couple months ago. And then I was like, uh, you know, I was asking the doctor for his credentials and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, I don't remember any of this, but they're telling me I was doing all this stuff. And that's when you saw the video when I said, Sean sucks. <laughs> and last week when, uh, uh, gosh, now, now his name just slips me. Who was the teacher last week? Uh, David Goosey, right? Last week when he taught that very last verse where it says, and I will be satisfied when I awake in your likeness, I did, was not satisfied because I awoke in my likeness. <laughs> like, I was right about Sean, you know? <laughs> you know, the one verse that really stuck out to me about prayer was, be anxious for nothing. I told the kids when I gave the testimony, I said, I wasn't anxious. I thought I was sleeping, you know. But in everything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God will surpass all understanding. Will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Like God just wants to hear your hearts. He wants you just to lay it all down. One of the f funniest stories is when I got moved finally from the ER to my own, the ICU room. They told me, Tim, you get to pick whoever you want to go with you. And my brother was there, and my, I guess my brother was a mess. So, and I was like, they, my, my one daughter's like, pick me, I'm your favorite daughter. Or they were all trying to get my attention. You know, like, pick me to go to the room with you. And I was like, I'll take the fat guy. And it was my brother. And my daughter says my brother just melted. Like it just melted his heart that he could go and spend time with me. And I am so thankful that the body of believers here at RMC were praying. Because I really feel that God heard the cries of his people and he moved. And that left me at this place where I'm at now, where I'm at a place to praise. In Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell you all your marvel, I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Lord, O Most High. It says, now, that's the place we're at now, where we can sing God's praises. Where I could sing God's praises because I know he did this marvelous work. I talk to my kids every day, and we just talk about funny things, but just 
talk about, like they're still bringing up stories of stuff that happened in the ER. I'm like, okay, it was awesome. But what I want most from my children is for them to just draw into the Lord and to be at that place. I want to leave you with one closing challenge because that challenge just hit me today when I was studying. The closing challenge is that I love being in youth ministry. But I cannot do youth ministry without you guys. Youth ministry should be the job of the entire church. Matthew 28 says, go and make disciples. I ask you to look around you and to ask, where are my disciples? Because that's what God is calling us to. And I know some of you are thinking, what do I have to do with junior high or high school or young adults? Like, I have nothing in common with them. You're wrong. What does a guy nearly 60 years old have in common with high schoolers? You may tell you what I have in common with them. I love them. I want to hear their story when their day goes bad and when it goes good. I had a girl come back to the church and her mom write me an email like two weeks later and she said, my daughter came back to church at RMC because you knew her name. That's the kind of impact you guys can have on the youth. I can't do this. And if you put this just on my head, something like last month can happen to any one of us. And it's not a good place that's going to leave us if you, li- if you rely just on one person. I want to call you to take a step of faith and partner with me, with Tyler, with Dan Johnson. Come. The youth of this church need you. Don't leave it on just one of us. Let's all stand. Such boundless grace, who not avail?
I'll sing this together. Yes. 
lead us uh, through a time of prayer of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 5. We're going to just take some time to to pray the way that Jesus taught us to pray. And uh, he begins with our Father in heaven. So if you would uh, join me in prayer, feel free to be comfortable. If you're more comfortable seated or or kneeling or standing, we're just going to come together as God's people and spend some time in prayer uh, together. Our Father, which art in heaven, Father, we thank you that you are our dad and that you're, you're in heaven. Just take a minute in your heart and, and draw near uh, to your father. Reflect on him being your dad. Claim this promise that he's your father, that you're his child. would be your name. The name of God speaks of his character and his his nature. His, His name is set apart. His attributes of God come to your heart and mind. Just just thank him for his character and his nature. Thank you that you're holy. There's no evil. There's no sin. You're completely upright. We thank you that you're true. And your truth sets us free. We thank you that you're the alpha and the omega, the first and the last. You're the God who sees and the God who hears, that you're Emmanuel, you're God with us. 
that you're gracious, that you're merciful, that you're compassionate, you're kind. We thank you for your justice, that you're, you're just, you're the one who rights the wrongs. We take time right now to just hallow your name. There's none like you. We worship you. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We, we bow ourselves before you, Father. We become poor in spirit. We realize we're bankrupt. We don't have anything to offer you, and we embrace your will. We want your will to come, your kingdom to come as it is in heaven. So we surrender our will to you right now. We ask for your will in our church, your will in our families, your will in our life, our lives personally. Surrender your will to the Father right now. Is there something that you're holding on to, that you're wrestling, that you don't want to surrender? Put it into God's hands. Father, we ask that your, your kingdom would come into people's lives here in Colorado Springs. Those that are in darkness, that have turned their hearts away from you, that they would know your kingdom, that they would know your goodness and, and your salvation. We pray your kingdom would come in Afghanistan, where we pray for the Taliban. You tell us to, to pray for those and to bless those that, that curse us. And we ask that many of the Taliban would be saved that they would be born again, that your kingdom would come in the midst of that chaos of, of Afghanistan. Lord, we pray your, your kingdom would come and your will would be done and, and our government, to those leaders that, that don't know you, that have hard hearts, Lord, that you would humble them the way you humbled Nebuchadnezzar and they, they would seek you. Lord, we're in your kingdom. We're about your business and we desire that your kingdom would come. We desire that your will would be done. Give us this day our daily bread. As you have needs today, what are your needs? Financial needs, relational needs, health needs, discouragement. Lift that up to the Lord. I ask for his, his daily bread. Hold back. Be specific before him. Father, I lift up the, the needs that have just been placed before your throne. Would you be gracious to meet those needs? Would you give wisdom? Would you give provision? Would you bring healing? answers, breakthrough. Help us to trust you for that daily provision. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Is there lust or covetousness or anger or bitterness? Something specifically that we've done. Let's ask the Lord for forgiveness. Receive his forgiveness afresh. Allow him to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, to wash you clean, to regenerate you in the spirit. Father, your word says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Walk in the spirit, not according to the flesh, and we claim that promise. We're forgiven in you. 
And I choose to forgive those who have sinned against you. Someone in your family, someone close to you, a coworker, stranger. You're holding it against them. Choose to extend the forgiveness that God so, so graciously has given to us. Just pray blessing upon that person that has hurt you. Choose to let it go. It's buried with Christ. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Father, we need help. We need help with temptation. Lord, steer us away from temptation. Protect us, guard us. Be our guard. Our hearts are prone to wander. Our, Our eyes are prone to drift. And would you fix our gaze upon you? Would you fix our hearts upon you? You know the attack of the enemy where he's he's attacking us and would you bind Satan? Would you protect us in in Jesus' name? Would you deliver us from from the evil one? Center into that spiritual battle for a moment. If you see and perceive where the enemy's attacking, ask for God's protection. Is there someone specifically that the Holy Spirit's bringing to mind? Just pray for them, intercede for them. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus, we give you honor. We give you praise. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. You're the king of kings that rules and reigns. You rule over the kings of men. You're going to return. Set up your, your kingdom. We worship you. We give you glory for everything that you have done in our lives. Everything that you're going to continue to do in our lives. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together and continue in worship and lifting our voices to the Lord. Let's just celebrate his goodness in our lives. We've got the opportunity right now to to worship the Lord, to draw near to him. He's the living God. He's, He's with us. He's personal with us. God has given us a voice to be able to worship him, to rejoice in him. And so let's enter into song. Let's enter into thanksgiving. Let's enter into that place of praise and worship, this promise that God gives to us as we draw near to the Lord, that he'll draw near to us. Wait upon the Lord. Maybe you need to go sit in the back of the sanctuary where it's quiet, kneel before the Lord, walk in the back. And sometimes in, in worship, I like to just kind of go to the back and wait upon the Lord and sit and listen. The Lord's leading you to raise your hands, raise your hands to, to him. But let's enter into what he has for us. We've been studying in the book of Revelation. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit speaks to the church as as we pour out our love to God to also be still before him. What's God speaking to you tonight? What encouragement is he giving to you tonight? Maybe you're feeling led to go pray for somebody here in the sanctuary and they're on your heart and go over and pray for him. Maybe God leads you right now to Get out your phone and text someone an encouragement. We'll let you text in church just this once. But let's worship and let's let's wait upon the Lord together.
so much. Have a blessed night. Have a great week. We'll see you back here on Sunday. Take care.